suicide. I haven't got that much pussy since high school. Frank's fuck lot. Welcome back to Upside Down World. We got the one and only Pierre Lemmy back in studio. We haven't done a podcast in a couple weeks. It was just, you know, people get busy. Shit happens. But here we are. We're ready to fucking have a good time and create some memories. So we had to jump through hoops to make this one happen. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking driving to Buffalo and about an hour after this episode so we gotta we gotta hit them hard right in the teeth to get this thing uh, off the ground here uh, you have, you have no idea how uh how much we have but we got an hour let's make this happen and let's see if we can open some minds yes so i i i know that you had some uh info to drop on the on the people here the unwilling people but uh, what? So what is it exactly that you wanted to let everyone know this week? I know I texted you something about MK Ultra. Uh, then we both as you, uh, we're gonna go about that. The one thing that I was actually going over to this week because I always uh, we had a segment in our new show called "By the Numbers" uh, because uh, there's a lot of things that happen. It's opinion. You can say, "Oh, I think this, I think that," but when you try to put things through numbers, it's almost hard to refute. So I was coming out of a meditation. And then uh, the bread spirit asked me to look into something. And he said, what is it? I said, it's a weapon of mass destructions. So in modern time, whenever you look at weapon of mass destruction, the first thing that comes to mind is nukes, right? Chemical weapons, nuclear weapons. What we never thought about is social media as a weapon of mass destruction. What we never thought about is uh, other things as a weapon of mass destruction. I'll give an example. Uh, let's look at the numbers. I was able to look up the number of people who died in World War I. Uh, the number was uh, in the neighborhood of 20 million, and that includes civilians, that includes uh, 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 military personnel. And I think the number did include also those were uh, injured not necessarily died during the war. And uh, I look up World War II, the number of actual military uh, members who died that include both the Axis and the Allies was in the neighborhood of 40 million. You add that to the number of people actually died uh, there, uh, as being civilian bystanders, civilian death was close to 20. So that put about like another 60 million uh, and uh, 60, that's 80 give or take. Yeah, so so it, it, it says 40 to 50 million people died. Yeah, so so I, I look at the numbers. Uh, if you are going to be a little bit conservative, try to give it like a 10 up or down in a percentage, it's right about 60. So I decided to go, and I keep in mind, the vast majority of those are adults. People, in most cases, willingly took up arms, whether to attack someone or someone who took up arms to defend themselves or defend their country. Then I look up Planned Parenthood from 1972 or 1974. Uh-oh, here we go. Planned Parenthood. Who's behind Planned Parenthood? Let me give you some numbers so far. <laughs> and I'm not talking about people who took arms because they wanted to defend themselves or they wanted to attack. And uh, so far, I've compiled the number of the United States alone. And we're sitting 
at over 62 and a half million children. Uh, the numbers of Europe are going to be similar. I'm not, I haven't looked at Canada yet. So, and now the Western world, we've, uh, we've terminated more, more, uh, more children than the people who died in both World War I and World War II combined. Hmm. And, uh, we, and uh, we're sitting there marching the street to defend the right to do so. In the meantime, if I would decide to take up the street and, and try to defend Hitler, I would have been put on death row by now. <laughs> that's, a, that's a wild comparison, Pierre. And it, it, it is, but the fact is, I can sit there and say, yeah, all, near all I want. The numbers are there. Right. The numbers are there. And those are the things that sometimes we don't actually realize. We went from a system where, historically speaking, uh, we've never been able to dominate and control society just by the, by the end of the spear. So there's the reason why in many instances religion was invented because it's a form of control. There's always that invisible uh, entity judging you and telling you if you don't do exactly what I tell you to do, if you don't give 10% to the church, you go into hell. For the longest time, a confession was not free. Right. That you have to literally purchase. Now, I just realized that if you notice that uh, on average, on average day, 99.9 of people don't go to church. And as, as strong as we believe that some religions are, the vast majority of even Muslims are not practicing Muslims. There are people out there that subscribe to religion, but in the meantime, they don't actually fully participate or actually heed the creed of said religion. I just realized that we have effectively replaced our religion with social media. See, I... I, I... I agree, but I would actually extend it to not just social media, but, and this is a, a new term, but like scientism. Like I believe that science, like extreme belief that scientists can do no harm has arguably worse effects than uh, social media. And I think they actually tie together. Well, it, it is because the third leading cause of death. Social third, media was not but was by the priest. The third leading cause of death. Well, I mean, fucking scientists <laughs> nowadays are like basically modern day priests. And then we have these quackery fake scientists named Bill Gates <laughs> who, who, who fucking like tout all this insane, pro clearly propaganda. And uh, he, he like half the world's like, fuck this guy. And half the world's like, this guy's the best thing ever. So it's always been like that. The, I think it's in some way because of duality of how our brain works. We've always uh, put things into the uh, concept of, because when you're at church, you are God and the devil. If you are switching, you want, you still want to opposite side because as long as you and I are clashing head, I'm not talking about physically, but metaphorically in our clashing heads, yeah. we don't get to see what the third guy is doing. Yeah. I'm consumed. I mean, I've seen guys that literally became sworn enemy over a football game. There, I was listening to someone the other day. I forget who it is, but they were talking about uh, propaganda, and they were just basically saying, you can tell if something is propaganda if it is not logical 
logical across the spectrum. Like if it doesn't logically apply to both to all things, then it is propaganda. So to break that down, I'm not going to be able to do it well. <laughs> but the the idea basically is is like say one side is touting, oh, um, the 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 use of oil is going to. I, I'm going to do a terrible job explaining this. I'm trying to think like of, of a way to explain this. Um, the use of oil is going to destroy our environment. It's like, okay, but like if you logically break that down, you need oil to be able to sustain your modern infrastructure. Like there's just no two ways about it. Right. So it's like, and, and it's, I'm doing a really bad job with this. Let me let me put it in a different context. Yeah, yeah. You I have a way to rains. determine. I've I've always said that. Uh, and uh, one of my main stake uh, as an individual is human beings are GMOs. I've said that many times. So we are genetically modified organisms. So that uh, so that means someone took us as an omnet. It took us away from natural evolutionary path and modified to their modified us to their own mean. That's why we never work right. I believe that human being was never meant to communicate verbally. And uh, the one of the main reasons why they can manipulate us so badly, and one of the reasons why we have a lot of the issues that we have, because our main form of communication is verbal. And let me explain why. If I say things verbally, there's, there's I don't know exactly how many languages and dialect we have on planet Earth. So that's like probably thousands of them. And, and even in the same language, sometimes certain words given different contexts can mean different things. So that means things are always open for interpretation. They're always open for mistranslation and, and that such. So meaning uh, things received poorly end up frustrating people and uh, they actually land in war. If you were hypothetically say like a species is telepath, there's no way to mistranslate or misinterpret. Right. When your child cries, you know exactly what your cry, what your child is trying to say. So, and uh, that's why you will see like uh, an out of depiction of human beings. They talk about the pineal gland and things like that. And uh, a lot of our psychic or uh, psychic abilities were actually chopped out uh, in order to make us a good slave species. So that being said. <clears throat> That make us very vulnerable to propaganda. And how do you know it's something propaganda in my opinion? It's very simple. If it does not make sense outside of society, it will not make sense inside society. I'll give an example. They, they will tell you that, uh, for, and we're going to be controversial today. We're going to tell you, hey, you know what? Uh, 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 men and women are exactly the same. <laughs> okay? Now, if you, if uh, given modern technology, we can do pretty much a lot of things, but that doesn't mean it's true. Why, why is it propaganda? Because if I remove all the modern conveniences and I put the both of them in a, in a deserted island, not deserted of resources, but just the people and nature and take the technology away, it wouldn't work. There'll be some aspects where the male outperform the female and some aspect where the female will outperform the male so the idea of them being 
act exactly the same don't make any sense. But they push propaganda and tell you to do that. In my opinion, the gender war that we have right now is the most powerful form of propaganda that we have because it makes it makes sure that everybody potentially has an enemy. So, so pro I just have the I, I'm thinking in my head here about what I was trying to get across. Like it's like the death of of law. It's like in one if you're in a cult within that cult, that logic might make sense. But, but outside of it, doesn't. Exactly. That's what I was attempting. Well, I mean, we we all saying the same thing because propaganda if, uh, is the uh, so I've society is almost like a a cult. Why is society a cult? Because they have certain rules and regulation. And if you adhere to those rules and regulation, you're allowed to stay in. Yes. And uh, if you do not do that, the first thing that we do to you, we incarcerate you. So we 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 isolate you, and eventually, if it's severe enough. We will terminate you. Yeah. It be, just because something is legal, it doesn't mean it's different. Right. It's different. So society is 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 the is a it's called the mainstream cult, the set of rules that all of us by the right. And as I've always said, it there has never been an instance in uh, the two hundred plus years of existence of uh, Homo sapien where man has been free. You know why men has never been free? Because contrary to popular belief, when men was made, it wasn't just one man. It was, they made multiple said, the Adamo is not a man. The Adamo is a project. They did not make just one. So that means there's always been more than one man on the planet, more than one of us. And the second you choose to live in society, by default, you surrender freedom. So I want to just say propaganda is the dissemination of information, facts, arguments, rumors, half-truths, or lies to influence public opinion. And all the way to the history of mankind. Yeah, I mean, like, we we get kind of, I don't know. It's 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 pretty unbelievable how strong, pro I've said this before, it's just, I, I never had, I never really noticed propaganda until like the last three years, just the true potency. Uh, luckily, I when I was younger, I got into George Carlin and he, he like flicked a switch in my brain to go, whoa, this is kind of crazy. Like most people just walk through the matrix looking around thinking this is just totally normal. And then you turn on the news and you really do notice the propaganda. Oh, it, it's, it's, it's funny because I was actually listening to some Josh Carlin myself a couple of days ago and I got a good laugh at it. But it's funny how the truth can literally make you laugh and also make you sad at the same time. <laughs> because uh, people seem to believe that sometimes uh, uh, um, uh, the, 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 the context of we always appalled by certain content like, like slavery and stuff like that. The reality of it is we've always been. We've always been. Uh, uh, oftentimes I lie because we're walking around thinking that actually humans are in charge. Humans have never been in charge. It, uh, it's, 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 it's a big lie. So what you do, there's, there, everything that's happened in nature and in, in our history has been almost like chess moves. Chess moves. And I'm going to actually, uh, um, I'm going to actually connect a couple of things for you right now that's going to literally make you flip your mind. All right, I want my fucking head to blow clean off. Okay, now watch this. The history of men, they tell you that the story of uh, the Bible, like uh, there's a serpent that actually came in and offered Eve an uh, apple, whatever it is. But if you look at the Enuma Lilish and at the, the, so the creation of men, 
it was all about Emmy and Henke that the, the, the argument was about whether or not they should make men intelligent. So as they were in a, in a, in a, in a laboratory called Eden, they were so low IQ, they couldn't even realize that they were naked. So if you go it's by how fucking was true. supposed to go, if you go by how it was supposed to go and everything according to plan, you and I will be walking around naked. And I argue that a species who's not even cognizant enough to know it's naked cannot build anything, let alone a car, a microphone, the internet, and all that stuff. That means we will be very low IQ. So Enki, known as Poseidon, knows that Costoquaro in certain uh, 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 mythology, decided to upgrade human. And uh, the argument was about the upgrade. The upgrade at this time, human realized that they were actually naked and they start covering themselves up. Enlil, which is Zeus, uh, also known as, uh, as Yahweh, also known as Jehovah, was pissed. And he cast them out. He said, now you give him the tree of knowledge. I need to make sure they don't get to see the tree of life because if they get that, then they'll be exactly like us. And uh, that's how the feud started. Now, Enki was the god of Earth. Earth is named after Enki. It was also Poseidon in the Greek in a, in a, in a Greek and Roman mythology. His, his, uh, his uh, animal was always referred to as the snake. If you look at every single uh, ancient text, every single civilization, the snake is not the symbol of evil. The snake is the symbol of life renewal, uh, wisdom, and knowledge. Even Jesus said, that, be wise like a snake. So the, uh, when you go to most, um, say, uh, medical establishment, what is the symbol of medicine in modern time? A staff? Yeah, it's like the staff and the snake and people and are the, the helix. Yeah. So if I wanted to be paranoid, I said like every single medical establishment is, the, is, the, is actually the, the dwell of the devil. So I need to walk away. So every single war that we had from that point on was either between Enli and Enki or the descendant of Enli and Enki. Now, those guys, they have developed to the point they are literally immortal. They know they have enough technology to pull that off. So me killing you is not a thing. But me messing up your stuff is the way for me to get back at you. Right. And those guys, because of the pursuit of Nibiru being every 3,600 years, they knew that they couldn't go home right away. So that means they had to either outperform the half-brother at that time on planet Earth. So those guys, they took sides. Every time you see there's nuclear bomb thing being dropped, say like a uh, thing like Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, uh, the, the Mahabagida, and all those wars, there was what those guys fighting. Now, keep in mind, Every single time you see an Enki symbol, guess what it was? Enlil symbol, guess what it was? Enlil symbol is, Enlil is the guy of the skies and the air. And his symbol is the eagle. The, the wisdom, the God of wisdom that gave men wisdom to actually stand and see and develop a consciousness is the snake. The God who said they shouldn't have it is the eagle. And every time you see the eagle being in power somewhere, you see that they go to war against the snake. Uh, what was the symbol of Rome? The eagle. Look it up, look it up on, on, on Google if you want. The, the animal symbol of Rome was an eagle. Yeah. And what did Rome do? 
Who did they go to war with? They go, They went to war with everybody. <laughs> they fucked up everybody. everybody. And when they realized that at some point they could not maintain military power, they actually hijacked the the society of uh, of Enlil uh, to his son Thoth. And uh, those were the 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 uh, the, uh, the hermetic uh, priest, and then uh, they took over Christianity. And what they went on to do, they went on to the exact same thing back to the Middle East, doing uh, a back to the crusade and did some more war. But at that time, Enki was losing. So Enki went into places like Asia and South America. Uh, the dragon and the snake are one and the same, the symbol wisdom. And right. Pretty much all uh, Eastern uh, countries. What is the actually what's the more powerful symbol? It's the dragon. It's the dragon. Every time you go to to England, it's always some night wanting to fight the dragon. Hmm. You go to Costaquaro, every single temple and pyramid, you're gonna see a picture of the plume serpent. Well, the Mongolian symbol for uh, when Genghis Khan was reigning is fucking just shapes stacked on each other with the yin and yang symbol in it. So that's about the strangest. A like figure. No, it's just blocks. Yeah. So now. No, <laughs> I'm of, the, the, I, think Gen- I think Genghis came out of left field. I don't think they were expecting yeah. it. So now when you look at a lot of the uh, societies where we have the dragon and the snake, what do we see? We see things like martial art meditation uh things that pretend to uh peace uh, most of the religion was so peaceful uh buddhism things like that they don't preach violence or anything like that if you go to south america those guys they have ceremonies where they meditate they smoke and they do a lot of things that actually elevate them yeah now when we when enki want, when ellie wanted to go after enki and when christopher columbus uh uh, uh took his journey into uh uh presumably to find a passage to the Indies. If you look at the personal journal of Christopher Columbus, it says very uh, clearly that he said he was guided by some lights. Those lights were following through the entire journey. And uh, that's how they kind of found America. And what did the conquistador do when they found America? Now, would we say that about 90 to 98% of all remnant of uh the civilization that was there was actually decimated. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. When they got to like the Mayan decimated. temples and and uh, and, uh, and I think uh, uh, the last piece one was when Cortez uh, 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 went to uh, Mexico and uh, they destroyed the the Aztecs and uh, they took over. Funny enough, I think it was said and done, and the country became Mexico. Are you Look talking about Me- Alexandria Ocasio Cortez? Yeah, look up the, the flag <laughs> no. of Mexico. No, look up the flag of Mexico. A- I'm joking. I'm fucking with you. AOC is the... <laughs> yeah, uh, look up the flag of Mexico. Flag of Mexico, all right. What do you see? Eagle. What's the eagle holding? Oh, my God, a snake. <laughs> wow. What the fuck? It's really weird. So it symbolized the victory of the eagle over the snakes. So wow. it, 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 then it became controversial. Uh, ever since America became America, 
okay, we had oh the the independence war, we had the civil war. Can you can you think of a time in our history where we have not been at war? Oh my gosh. Well, um we had World War One, World War Two, the Korean War. Then we have uh, the the we had the Vietnam War. The problem is war is just so war. damn war is just so damn profitable. We I have mean, the Cold War. This is then where I have, this uh, is where Iraq I can weigh war. in here. The 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 reason why pushing emergencies one after the other, including wars, is that the profit you you in order to keep the um the Federal Reserve running properly, you always have to be handing out debt. That's how you print the money, right? So any emergency, whether it's war or viruses or inflation, the trillion dollar inflation package, like you need to continuously create debt and emergency. I think in many instances, uh, the real, uh, the, the greatest currency that there is, in my opinion, not only in the galaxy is called knowledge. So money is the way that they use because they know that we can relate to it. And we respond to it. But well, I mean, I'll yeah, give knowledge is, I'll give an example. Unless you're unless you're a brilliant man who's lost his mind and he lives under a bridge sucking coffee. No, I'm, I'm not, I mean, like, I mean, <laughs> money is just an expression of knowledge because if I have a Mac Daddy invention right now, I can make bank on it. So yeah. that means uh, it's a there's also a lot of dumb fucks ripping around who have a lot of yeah. money. <laughs> so if you look at the actual uh, oil reserve in the United States, if we're to drill, matter of fact, Canada. As some very very extensive oil reserve, I think, I think number sand. three in the world, Canada. Yeah, like, so that means the idea of North Americans, well, there's all in the Gulf of Mexico, there's all in the and in, in the United States, and there's all in Canada. So the idea of us basically going to the Middle East for gold for oil. Apparently, there were apparently there were poppy fields that were uh, but sense. But keep in mind. The Middle East is where not well, I mean they're all about Middle East because as we said, there's no middle north, there's no middle east, there's no middle west, but somehow there's a Middle East. I'm gonna fight up to call it Africa. There's a lot of resources in the Middle East that we'd want. That it is. The resources is one thing. The reason why I believe that they went there. And I've had a lot of friends of mine that were in the military. There was a lot of archaeological mission being ran on the Lolo outside of everything that was that was being seen in the mainstream. Uh, there is a lot of artifacts and a opium lot of things. A lot of opium. A lot of uh, no. When I mean artifacts, uh, the, the, uh, the, we all knew there was no WMDs. We knew that. We knew that. But uh, apparently, okay, apparently, Mr. Hussein was about to blow the lid by releasing all those ancient Sumerian artifacts. And if you do that, you literally call out every single religion. You literally call out every science. And then uh, now it's a big reset. Hussein... Yeah, the idea was mysterious that we Saddam Hussein. Yeah. So those guys, uh, Iraq is the uh, is where Babylon was originally, uh, uh, a Sumerian uh, 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 civilization. That's what it was. Yeah, 
the the ancient name for Iraq is uh, is Babylon. Right. This is basically very close to the crystallization. That's where the Anunnaki's live. It's also where a lot of the artifact, the proof, the what do you call like the smoking guns. That's where they were. So if I say, if you say, hey, listen, I'm about to to show the world some artifacts that's gonna show that you guys been lying lying for two thousand years. I'm gonna say that you're a terrorist and go and bomb the place before you get to do so. Can can we also tie another thing together? Yeah. This is very important because a lot of people are naive to this. So before World War II, Germany didn't have a central bank, right? Is that correct? No, I don't think so. Guess, guess who else didn't in 2003? Iraq. <laughs> Just in case you're wondering why that's another uh, important uh, piece of the puzzle. Uh, like the like, uh, NDC politician won the world bankers do. <laughs> Yeah. So now let's see how many countries don't have a central bank have central banking. Countries without central banks in 2022. Oh my God. Let's see. Oh, I got this stupid pop up. I, it's hard to see, but hold on. Let me just stop ad block because this is important. <laughs> Like central banking is literally the most corrupt bullshit that you can just give out funny money to all your rich friends and buy up all the important land, all the all the infrastructure. In many ways, that's how they get you by the balls. Yes, they get you by the ball. Uh, we made the world financial, and then we went on to control the finances. Okay, so here are the wars you need to watch, or here are the countries you need to watch out for that get targeted next. Andorra, never heard of it. I've heard of Andorra. Isle of Man, Man, Kiribati, Marshall Islands, Micronesia, Micronesia. Monaco, which is, uh, it's funny, there's a lot of rich people there, mm -hmm. Nauru, Paulu, Panama, a lot of money there, a lot of money hot in Panama, and Tuvala, Tuvalu. So if you notice pretty much all those places, they are barely the size of a state, if any, if at all. Yeah, the the Rothschild I mean, banking empire, the predecessors, but not secret controllers of the central banks. In the 1760s, a Jewish banker, a banker from Frankfurt, Germany, named Meyer Ashmel Rothschild, founded what would eventually become a banking dynasty. Wow, they're just so brilliant. And who, who have you been going on about for since the beginning of this podcast? We've been working on together here who's the family that is like <laughs> oh, we all know who that is yeah we all know who that is. now quick question for you if you look up the current united states national debt we're like what like 16 30 trillion something 30 trillion okay now. i just i actually want to read this because there's a before you get into that from humble okay so rothschild would eventually establish banks frankfurt germany london england so okay i gotta look into when the german central bank started just in case i was wrong uh paris france vienna austria and naples italy with each bank headed by one of the rothschild's five sons the family became known as pioneers and trendsetters in the realm of international finance and were instrumental in aiding england and its allies during the napoleonic wars of 1803 to 1815 at what point 
In the 1800s, the Rothschilds families possessed the largest private fortune in the history of the modern world. For example, between 1895 and 1907, they loaned more than 450 I don't know if that yeah, million USD, more than 13 trillion US by 2022 standards to various European governments. So I just want to see you you tell explain what you were going to say, but I want to see when when did Germany get a central bank? There's an old saying that uh, uh, he who finances rules. So uh, the person in <laughs> oh charge. Oh my God! Sorry, the the uh, abundance bank was established in 1957 and succeeded the bank Deutsche Lander, which introduced the Deutsche Mark on the 20th June 1948 until the euro was physically so. Yeah, something funny happened in 1948 where. Now, would you like me to actually tie this all up for you? Yes. Okay. Would you like to go in uh, and take the time machine with me and travel? And now, don't get, be, uh, understand that I didn't even know you were going to throw this at me, but I'm actually going to make it make sense to you. I'm going to tell you the history of banking. Do you know the history of banking? Okay, I'm confused. Okay, wait, wait. This is saying, um, let me just read it here. It's right here. I had a link. Okay, yeah. Bank of the Reich, Bank of the Realm, was the central bank of the German Reich from 1876 until 1945. So then what happened? They got their own central bank, like a new, a new one, like a... I don't understand. Do you understand this history? Well, uh, it will make sense once we go back to the beginning of it. Uh, when um, after um, uh, at, at, in in uh, in its infancy, um, Christian was like a Christianity was like a sect, not a thing. You have the history of the Christian being prosecuted, killed, murdered, and that's how it goes. Now, eventually the Roman themselves converted to Christianity because they wanted to use it to their own uh, ends. So Constantine became the first Christian emperor of Rome. Those guys went on to commandeer the Bible as we you know at the cost of Nicaea when they cherry pick which book would be in or not. Not too long after, the people came from a history of being prosecuted take it upon themselves to go around and prosecute people. <laughs> and that's how you wind up the Crusades. The Crusades, looking back right now, was the way to establish banking. When you are going from Europe to Africa, because I'm not going to say Middle East, I'm going to say Africa, it is not a good idea to travel with big chunks of money. Yeah, And that's historical fact. So the Knight Templars, uh, what they do, those guys, they were very well-trained individuals. And uh, they became the escort of the pilgrim on the way to pilgrimage to Jerusalem. By the those way, guys, just, just to add, just, of, this, this, uh, this bank has an eagle. Uh, they all have eagles. Right. I don't even know what the fuck. There's no snake banks. All banks are egos, my friend. Reichsbank at Jaeger's stop. Look, look. The 
the, the United States quarter, the United States dollar, the United States bill, there's an eagle on it. What else do you want? <laughs> it's fucking weird, this obsession with eagles. What I mean. else do you want? Because that's a symbol of Enlil. Yeah. Um, so because those guys, they, they were uh, a well-trained military uh, uh, unit, they took massive amount of gold and silver and money from Europe to the, uh, 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 to the pilgrimage sites. So Luke wanted to go on a pilgrimage. Luke is rich. Luke do not want to take money and go on that long journey. So Luke go to Europe to uh, the Templars. And the Templars took Luke money and gave Luke a voucher. Luke travels the voucher. When Luke get to Jerusalem, he ends the voucher to the Templar and they give you money minus a fee. That's how banking started. So war, pilgrimage, religion literally give birth to modern banking as we know it. And then banking went on to take over the world because not only it became the idea of paying a fee, it's like you go to Western Union. I cannot go to uh, Haiti and, and give my mom 200 bucks. But what I can do, I can give 200 bucks to Western Union and say, can you give this to my mom? When they see my mom, they give my mom $180. They took $20 uh, as a fee to make the journey on my behalf. The money get there safely. Mm -hmm. So you do that a billions and billions and billions of times. Next thing you know, you have a fee business going on, paying people for people paying you for security, safe travel, and all that kind of stuff. So the pilgrim, the pilgrimage that on the sky looked to be like Austrantic Jerusalem uh, from the Muslims, it was mostly about banking and actually making money. That money went on to create banking as we know it. Then we have to, we became uh, money uh, loaners for interest and it went on to create the modern banking as we know it. So this but, is what you, so this is what you have right now. And uh, what they tried to do, they tried to, uh, uh, um, and uh, uh, the story goes as is because the, the Knight Templars found a couple of things in Africa that uh, delegitimized the church. And they went on to blackmail the church for several, for sev for several decades. And then the, when the church realized that they could not keep up the payment to the Templar, they wind up killing all the Templars and they fled. Those who survived went on to become the Skull and Bone Society and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and, all, and the Freemason and as we know it right now. So... What I, what I was trying to explain, like I heard there's a there's I don't know, maybe like I'm getting fucked with with the Internet here. But the myth is that Germany didn't have a central bank before World War Two, which is a, it's clear that like they did it. Ha they had a central bank from 1876 till 1945, but then got re jigged after the war. So they did have having a central bank is one thing being tied to the world bank is another world bank right that's an so that's what bank is is the main is the main issue so let's see was was germany is borrowing money then every country ask yourself this oh look it's a very simple question 
pretty much the vast majority of nations on this planet have a national debt. Who's holding the debt? Yeah. Uh, who's holding Who has so much money without being a country that they're loaning money left and right to everybody? Yeah, they're like, this is, I'm on a website called theworldbank.org. <laughs> and it's funny, you see this this name, 20, the number 2030 a lot. And, uh, and this bank was founded in 1944. A lot of things were happening around then. Founded in, so let, me just, let me just say, founded in 1944, the International Bank for Reconstruction and Development, soon called the World Bank, has expanded to a closely associated group of five development institutions. Originally, its loans helped rebuild countries devastated by World War II. Yeah. In time, the focus shifted from reconstruction to development with a heavy emphasis on infrastructure such as dams, electrical grids. These people are just so... They're just always thinking of everyone else. Irrigation systems and roads. And also, yeah. And also the printing that we can do to fund all of our friends and their ideas. Yeah. yeah. A rumor as that Gaddafi was sticking down because you wanted to start a banking system in, in, uh, in Africa and uh, exclude everybody else. That was actually based on African resources. So yeah. every single time you tried to branch out, they make sure. But funny enough, because... Uh, uh, Given the succession that we have, we have ages, and they would have, like, right now, I think the the age of the rule of Enlil is coming to an end. And this is one of the reasons why things that we talk about right now are being propagated at an unprecedented uh, level. And um, and, uh, and people are trying to detach themselves from the conventional banking. And I think having the digital currency is, an, is, a, is a response to that. That's why you see there's been like a boom of things like the cryptocurrency, Ethereum, something that's not actually tied to the conventional banking system, and they're fighting tooth and nail to actually suppress it. Because if you do not, if if they cannot make you a financial slave, then uh, a lot of the power is lost. So, okay, so non-members, so these are non-members of the World Bank. Andorra, Andorra Cuba, Liechtenstein, what the fuck? Monaco, Monaco, North Korea, Taiwan, Hong Kong, Macau, Vatican City, of course. Oh, state of Palestine, Kosovo is not oh, a member. Just so you know, the Vatican UN. is actually a bank. Yeah, they're probably like we. Yeah, no, yeah. it's a it's a legitimate bank. You can look so, at it like the Bank of the Vatican. So here you go. Now you know why everything is so easily uh, manipulated in tandem. When you go, how is a country doing the exact same thing as this other country? Aren't they, they own their own states? Like, ah, no, 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 no. Uh, no. Uh, uh, <laughs> they might have uh, like yes, uh, cultures that are, are unique, but the the funding and the one oh. of the uh, the one of the most uh, conventional way to conquer is to divide. First, they will divide you by language. Then they divide you by color. They divide you by country. Then they divide you religiously. They will divide you even by gender. That way, whoever you are, 
you offer you an enemy. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, if you're looking right now, what was a slave doing? And when I mean slave, I'm talking about black people. I know about slaves. In every single incident in history, in every single society, there's always been slaves. So it's not new to America. So people need to get out of that habit if they that every time you think of a slave of a black person. No, there were slaves of every single color in history. But the slave did what the master told him to do in order to have enough to live for fear of reprisal. What do we do now? Now you know people hate their jobs. I mean, I'm being generous, but 95% of people hate their jobs. Yeah. But they get up and go to why? Because the fear of not having food, the fear of not having shelter, the fear of not having access to medical uh, services, the fear of not having a little bit of, uh, of luxury or, uh, or the fear of not getting laid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, because if I don't buy that NASCAR, if I'm at that club, I don't buy that bottle, if I don't buy a VIP, if I'm not holding that Rolex, then uh, the chick is not going to bad because but, but keep it in mind that uh, reproduction is how we project ourselves into the next generation. So those banks, they control money. Not only they tell you uh, they are issuing the pay, they are issuing the pay to your boss, to your company, to your country, to your armies, but they also tell you what it is worth. They can tell that that dollar today can buy a bag of rice. And tomorrow, if they say it cannot buy even a quarter of that bag, it is what it is. And I want to make something perfectly clear. I don't walk around every day thinking about this shit. I like talking about it with Black Nostradamus because it's entertaining. It's it's like, whoa, it is, you know, is, you've lifted the veil. It's like, this is fucking crazy. I've made... I've made peace to the fact that there's not a single goddamn thing I can do to change this. And it's fun to talk about. It's not like I, I I'm accept the game. I'm, I'm aware. I'm not crippled by it. And it's just like it's a it's a fun. I don't think it's funny. I think it's, I think fun. it's fun. Yeah. It's I like, whoa, it's this is the world's crazier so than people might think. think. That I'm out there trying to change mine, telling you, hey, go back in the street and, and protest and do that kind of stuff. That's not that at all. No, I'm it's just trying to perhaps help you understand the reason why things are the way they are. And uh, as random as they may seem, they are not random. Right. They are not random. That 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 chess board is, has been played for over 200,000 years. Well, the whole, oh my gosh, you can't, people can't organize this well. Like, I fucking hate when people who are pretty smart, like Joe Rogan, try to use that, like, Oh yeah, man. Like there's no way these people could organize and make this happen. It's like, how can you say I, maybe he's protecting his ass. Cause he's pretty smart, uh, but uh, like, come on. <laughs> if, you, uh, if you look at like, uh, uh I'm, I'm going to send you a picture of that one. Uh, probably later on today. Uh, you see pictures of, uh, of cranium that they found during archeological digs where they were easily about 25 to 30% larger than human brains. So, uh, I think, uh, in many ways, even, and I'm not trying to throw a shades at anyone, but even the biggest channels that we have, the one that we subscribe to that are giving us all the most, uh, oh my God, this guy is a stand-up guy, he's doing, he's doing that. To a certain extent, they are in the pocket. You, you, you will not be allowed 
to be that big and not be curated. Right. And not be curated because you can be, uh, and I don't mean to be sinister, but uh, everybody has a mouth until they put a gun on the head of your children. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like they get that phone call and they go, Hey, we're just outside your door. Uh, yeah, we heard yeah, what you that, talked that, about that, last listen, episode. To stop. So you're going to have to decide whether or not you are going to be out there trying to convince 1% of the population or save your family. Yeah. Because if they want to destroy, that's not that hard. You're looking, uh, you, at, at the average human being that is influential might be in their 50s. You've been around for 50 years. Those guys have been around for hundreds of thousands of years. So that means the amount of resources that they have, it's a losing battle. Yeah. The battle can be won by one faction. Let us hope the faction that won has somehow humanity's best interest in mind, but it cannot be won by humans. Humans are literally pawns on a, on a, on a, on a chessboard, but we are not the players. Yeah. And that's very important to notice that pawns don't win game. Players do. And uh, that's why I don't take it seriously. I just happen to be a part of self-awareness. Well, what I would recommend to all of our listeners is Hillary Clinton has an amazing new show out on, I believe, Apple TV. And oh, my gosh, you just have to watch it. If you want to see how to solve world hunger and how to be courageous, you need to watch, check out Gutsy. Uh, <laughs> Hillary Clinton does it again with another beautiful show with just passionate people <laughs> that have everyone's best interest. And I strongly recommend giving it's it. It's funny. We, uh, we purposely cut food production and, um, and, uh, and, uh, and dump food in the water just to adjust prices. But yet we interested in world hunger. You know what? I just realized by doing some very archaic calculation and I'll use myself. As hey, a pig. after the, after this though, I, I have a one last question for you. Then we got to wrap it up. Okay. Um, uh, on average, what percentage of the food that you cook will say end up in the trash? Oh my god, I would say thirty-five percent. Thirty-five percent. So that's is it thirty-five? Thirty-five percent. That's that's the same for me too. I'm just guessing. How much and, is uh, what and, percentage? Uh, what percentage uh, of food? Uh, uh, um, uh, uh, do me a favor. Uh, um, uh, look, look up how many uh grocery store there is in the United States. Look that up. 30 to 40% of food ends up in the waste. Uh, okay. What's the next thing? Sorry. Uh, look up how many grocery stores we have in the United States. How many? United States. How many grocery stores in the United States? And there I'm not looking at cafes, things like Starbucks and things like that. 63,328 supermarkets and grocery stores. 63,300 what? 28. Okay. 63,328. How many in Canada? Mm-hmm. 15,193. 15,193. So that put about 78,500. Now I'm not looking at Mexico and I'm looking at basically uh, 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 the, the EU. If you want to look that up, how many grocery stores in the, in the, in the European uh, uh, Union, that I'll see they probably have about the same amount because they're about the same. Uh, uh, um, geographical uh, size. So roughly about 150, 160,000. That's not include the restaurants. That's not include the cafes, things like Starbucks, things like uh, uh, 
uh, Dunkin' Donuts and the likes of it. And that includes the personal homes. That excludes the buffet places. And we factor in about 35% of that food or more end up in the trash every single day. And yet we're trying to solve world hunger. So there's no technology to pack up that food, serene, wrap it, freeze it, and ship it over. You think those kids from Africa would mind eating that? No. I don't think they would. Well, to be fair, this is not to be fair to these grocery stores and stuff. But they're in in uh, Fort Myers in Florida. There's a, a great organization. Uh, what the hell is it called? Fort My. I, I I volunteered there for a couple sessions. Um, growing food. Let me just see. Organization. But man, they they are like Echo. Okay, they're called Echo, uh, and they're. Basically, they were a guy founded it 40 years ago, and his hope was to figure out how to grow in the harshest climates that are the most populated. And when you walk through, um, I'll actually pull up what Echo Fort Myers. But when you walk through, they show you how they grow crops in like the plains of Africa, up mountains in Costa Rica, like. What did it in Haiti? They so this organization is feed is feeding people like all around the fucking world. It's really it's really amazing. Um, it's also beautiful to grow crops in the mountain. It's a beautiful fight things to see. It's it's really nice. So I so, grew up like that. So I want to show share the screen here, but uh, yeah, they they fed a ton of people. You can see here. Um, here's an example. So here's like the street one. This is they teach people how to grow out of tires, um, bricks. So if you grow up in a city, in a poor city, you can you can grow at literally like out of everywhere, yeah. Garbage bags. Um, yeah, you can see tires. Oh, do you know what I grew up out of? Uh, about a uh, couple of years ago, it was very, very, uh, uh, very effective. I grew things out of Walmart uh, bags. Yeah, it's amazing what you can do. Uh, then they have like. So this is where I helped. I helped in the rainforest section. They teach you yeah, how to the, And uh, most uh, uh, vegetables, the soil don't need to be that deep. Yeah. If you have about like one foot more or less of soil, you can grow most vegetables. Just apply some fertilizers, some uh, uh, some uh, miracle growth and some water, and you're good to go. I just started right now. I got about like 60 to 150 plants that I have right now. I got green, uh, uh, green beans, okras. I got corn and all that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm starting to re, to reaccustom myself to growing food. You need uh, so, so one of the most important plants you can have is an avocado plant. You can eat the entire tree, root, oh, yeah. everything. So, and they you can get different types that are harvestable all around the year. So Mars are October, but you can buy one. So you have avocados. And one thing that also most people don't realize is uh, uh, if you look it up in, uh, in, uh, in Brazil, uh, the vast majority of the fuel used to uh, is actually uh, ethanol. That's corn. Right. So that means uh, if we push that hard, we can actually substitute. Uh, um, matter of fact, ethanol was actually uh, pushed away as fuel for vehicles uh, so the petroleum company can make some money. And that's one of, partly one of the reasons why prohibition became a thing. What so what sorry, I'm to get back to the that's fucking crazy, but the the 
what they do is they focus on the equator, but what you were to add on to like the food getting thrown out is like, at least these groups like this are actually fucking getting oh, in. Yeah, I mean, so that means the, people so that how to mean... grow the food on their own because it's very difficult. One of the hardest things are droughts, right? So they taught people to like stack, like dump soil in a large bin, so meaning poke holes in the sides and then grow out of the bags. People with low, with a low budget find a solution with people that pocket stack of cash say there is none. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, Elon Musk called out the fucking hypocrisy. He's like, oh, you know what will solve world hunger with $2 billion? He's like, I'll give you $2 billion right now. And, they, they and funny them. enough, now you want to know some funny fact before we wrap this up? Yeah. If you throw away 60% of your food, no, 40% of your food, so that means you're eating 60% of it, correct? But 80% of your population is either overweight or obese. Insane. So you should be eating only half of that 60%. Yeah. So technically speaking, if we do things right, I can even make the argument of, of food being free. It's sad, too, to think about all the animals that are just getting slaughtered in these fucking... An argument can be made in a well-balanced society. Even food can actually be, to a certain degree, free. Because we are throwing away 40%. That 40% we're throwing away, if you only ate that 40%, you wouldn't be overweight because even at 60% of the food you're eating in a surplus. Right. I got a, I got a question. This is, we got a listener who really wanted to know your Pierre black Nostradamus's three most recommended books. What, like, what would you recommend our listeners to read? Uh, three most recommended book. Uh, to gain some knowledge. To gain some knowledge. I, I said my my first guess was the uh, Sumerian. Yeah. Well, uh, you want to he- read uh, the the Emerald Tablet of Thoth. Uh, uh, but if you do not want to do this, there's a book called Compendium of the Emerald Tablet of Thoth. Uh, it, it's published by Forbidden Knowledge. You want to check that one out. It's on Amazon. It's one of the best sellers. Very, very good book because it not only read the book with you, but it helps you to understand the, the narrative behind the book. Um, uh, I'm going to go a little bit left right now. I'll probably tell someone to uh, uh, read uh, The Art of War by Chun Zhu. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it, it, uh, because life in many ways is about strategy, uh, not learning to plan your moves ahead in order to survive. And then uh, I need to read that, that book. I'm excited. I want to read that. Uh, and after that, I uh, I'll tell people read the Enuma Elish. And the reason why I said to read the Enuma Elish is, if you don't know where you came from, you have a hard time figure out where you're going. Perfect. And guys, my book it's going to be published sometimes next sometime next year. I'm and I'm on the second draft. It's a comedy fiction. Based off of real things that happen in the cartels, and uh, it's fucking funny and crazy and wild. I'm down for the read, man. I'm down for the read. Yeah, it's crazy. It is a. It, it's like I'm doing two or three hours of proofreading every day right now, and it, I'm barely getting anywhere. So it's a fucking process, but it is humbling. <laughs> it's fun too. Uh, I mean, uh, it is hard to create, easy to destroy. Yes, that's very true. Well, guys. Thank you for listening, and uh, welcome to any of the new listeners out there. I'm Luke Mitchell, and that is Pierre Lemmy, and this is Upside Down World. And we look forward to just filling your brains with bullshit knowledge. Uh, to close it out today, what I would like to tell to our listeners is uh, uh, I've come to realization that uh, 
the entirety of the human race has become a nation of a, a race of addicts. And that happened when we were told that life is about happiness. I was about to say, I, I'm addicted to having a good time. Yeah. Oh, no, there's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. But when your entire life is addicted to happiness, you become the heroin addict looking for chasing the dragon, looking at the fix. If you look at the very smallest subatomic particle that makes a human or anything in, the, in, the, in reality, it is a particle of light. Uh, I believe the purpose of light is to find enlightenment. But while you are alive, you need to find purpose. If you have purpose and you're constantly seeking for enlightenment, knowledge, it is very easy to see your life filled with happiness. But if happiness itself is the goal, you find yourself selling your soul bits by bits for said happiness only to never find it in the end. So find purpose. And uh, instead of constantly wanting to be served, look around your community and see how you can be of service. Because I've never seen a society gone wrong when every single member is dedicated to generally serve the other. When you have a society of servants, you know what happened? Everybody is king. And, and you can tell when a society is going the wrong way. When Yeah, because everybody wants to be served. Or they say, we can't let those people around these people. Always fucking keep your ears yeah. open for that. Yeah. It, uh, I think uh, <laughs> uh, let, let, let us all serve so we can all be king. That's a very great point. That's a very great point. Some of the best people I know are people who just love to help others. So. You can't go wrong. Imagine Luke wanted to build a house and Luke is sitting there looking at uh, uh, like a two, three years project and uh, he knows how to do it, but the labor is back breaking. And all of a sudden there's like 20, 30 of us that show up with hammers, tools and say, Luke, we're here to serve you. The house is built in a few days. Mm -hmm. And we go out and we rent and repeat, 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 repeat. And at the end of the day, we gather around, we have some drinks, we sit there and we laugh. And uh, that's the happiness. But the happiness comes from knowing that you did something positive. You were of service. I believe that a man is dead, not when he stops breathing. I believe a man is dead when he has no purpose. And with that, let's leave it there. Pierre Lemmy, I'll see you on Friday. This will be re released um, this Monday. But yeah, Friday, we'll do it again from the top. It was an absolute great time. You guys all be safe. And uh, till next time. Adios. Adios.